Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all of the events from Thursday, October 8th of 2020. Um, housekeeping. Let's see. Um, I don't think I have much to say today other than, um, we do have a lot that happened. I'm going to try and go through it though pretty quickly, uh, simply because I'm exhausted. Um, I didn't sleep well last night, but whatever. Um, anyway, I... I'm just going to try and go through it. I'm going to try and give as much context as I can, but also today I wasn't able to do a ton of research um, because I didn't make time for it. So yet again, we have a time management fail on my part. We'll get through it. I promise. Um, I'm amazed you're still getting episodes every day, honestly. Like that's where I'm giving myself credit right now. It's not perfect. I know. We'll get through it together. I hope. Um, So we are going to get started with the Belgian royal family. Today in Belgium, uh, the first thing that happened, there were actually two events. There was only one originally scheduled, um, but then there was a last minute addition, which I expect to happen every now and then. Um, So the first thing that happened was King Philippe and Queen Mathilde participated or held rather hosted a roundtable discussion with the rectors, which are like the presidents or the chancellors of the top Belgian universities um, to talk about the pandemic um, and kind of what that has looked like with the return to um, regularly scheduled education Um, because that's happening in Belgium. So that's what they were primarily focused on in this roundtable. Not a lot was released, not a lot. There was one picture shared and you can barely figure out where the king and queen are. But that's okay. Um, someday, maybe their picture quality will be better. I'm not counting on it, though. Um, so then the next thing that happened, and this is what I've been talking about all week. I've been very excited about it. Um, is that King Philippe, Queen Mathilde, King Albert II, and Queen Paola, which is our King Philippe's parents, um, and King Philippe and Queen Matilda's three children, uh, Prince Gabriel, Prince Emmanuel, and Princess Eleanor, um, all attended the opening of the 2020-2021 academic year for the Royal Military Academy, which is where, uh, Princess Elizabeth, the Duchess of Brabant, is studying this year. So it was the whole family all together. It was fantastic. Um, And so it was announced that like the whole family would be there sometime last week, which is why I like have really been getting excited about this. Um, Plus I mentioned this uh, with her blue beret ceremony 
I'm loving watching Elizabeth grow into an adult um, and kind of grow into her role as future Queen of the Belgians. Um, like, that's just been really fun. Um, and so I really enjoyed that. Um, so here are some snippets of what happened at the ceremony. I do have the full ceremony on the YouTube channel. So Daily Royal Podcast, you can check it out there starting from the moment the royal family arrives to the moment they leave. They're there for the whole thing. You don't miss anything except for like some other introductions that happened at the beginning. Um, so first thing I noticed, it was pouring down rain. It was so wet. Um, there was a lot of rain. Um, the students had to stand there in the rain for two hours, probably a little bit longer. Um, but the ceremony could not be held outside or inside because COVID. Um, so it was held outside in the pouring rain. Um, that looked a little rough. I'm not going to lie. There were moments where I thought it might have stopped. And then I like saw a different angle of the camera and I went, oh no, still pouring down rain. Those poor, poor people. Um, also it was dark. So it was held at 7.30, but the royal family didn't arrive till 8 p.m. in Brussels. So it was pitch black. Um, there was a good amount of light, but like, it was dark outside. Um, maybe not the most well-organized event I've ever seen, but it's COVID. Of course, things like this are going to happen. And maybe this is just like historically how it goes. I haven't looked into it. Um, so the royal family arrived, took their seats, and then the official ceremony started. Um, and the students marched in through a gate um, and then stood at attention for the entire ceremony, including the um, Princess Elizabeth, Duchess of Brabant. Um, the camera focused on her occasionally, not a ton, um, but a good bit. You know, you were definitely able to, to see her. Um, and then I did not know that King Philippe would be giving a speech. I knew he would be delivering an award um, at the end of the evening, but I did not know he would be giving a speech at the beginning um, where he wished all the students well for the academic year to come. Um, read the, I think it's the translation. Actually, it was Google translated from Dutch to um, English. And so he didn't put like special emphasis on his daughter whatsoever. Um, really kept it very general, which is great. Um, I wasn't sure if he would or not when I realized that he was giving a speech. So it was really cool that like his speech was very general, um, and all of that good stuff. And then, so that was the ceremony. And then the students marched out, the Royal family got in some cars. I wasn't convinced that that was the end. Um, I mean, it was definitely the end of the ceremony viewing part, but then later on in the evening, some pictures came out of like the um, majority of the Royal family inside. Um, and they were taking pictures together and it was the first time. So you've seen Philippe and Elizabeth together, like at the blue beret ceremony, 
um, and like really sweet. But like this is the first time that you've seen her with her whole family since the summer. And I'm not going to lie, like proud parents did not even do these pictures justice. Like they were just honestly beaming with pride. Um, it was, it was great. Like all three of them, um, her siblings are only in, I think like one picture, but like just beaming with pride. It's fantastic. It was great. Um, it was also just really great to like see everyone together. Um, so yeah, that was the event that I have like been looking forward to all week. Um, and it paid off. Like it was well worth the wait. I'm not going to lie. It was well worth it. Um, so it was a really great day in the Belgian Royal family. Now, as of right now, there's nothing on the calendar for them tomorrow, but who knows that could very easily change. So with that, we are going to move on to the British Royal family. Today in the UK, um, we're going to start with the Duchess of Cornwall and then go on to the big event um, and then check out the court circular pretty much like we do every night now. Um, so first thing is the Duchess of Cornwall visited the Royal Volunteer Service Lunch Club, which is so cute, um, which is a place for... Um, elderly people, I believe, to come have lunch um, provided for them. And also like it's a social time. Um, so they have, obviously they were shut down when like the pandemic was the most intense, um, but they've been working on figuring out how to reopen with guidelines in place to follow all of the <laughs> recommendations. Um, so Camilla did that. She served lunch, was able to speak with volunteers as well as like some consumers of the lunch. Um, she spoke with someone she talked to on like an elderly support call. Um, like it was just a really cute visit. However, the big news of the day from the British Royal family is that the Duke of Cambridge officially launched today the Earthshot Prize. Um, so this is something that he has been working on for a while. Um, and today all of the details were laid out, the council, so the people who are going to be picking this have been laid out, um, in like the process and it was all done amazingly. Um, there are... To what I have seen so far, this is one of the best launches of something I think I have ever seen. Um, so the launch was officially done in an interview between the Duke of Cambridge and David Attenborough. So that kind of explains all the David Attenborough stuff over the past couple weeks, plus David Attenborough's documentary. Um, and 
it was it laid out everything you know where Earthshot came from uh, similar to John F Kennedy's um, who was the a president of the United States um, to his moonshot prize which funded the eventual man landing on the moon um, and it was you know launched five years maybe before the moon landing anyway so that was the inspiration for it um, the, there are a lot of specifics that we can talk about when the prizes are given out, um, but overall it's 50 million euros spread out over like five categories per year, I think. Um, so there are going to be five categories that are going to have five winners um, to focus on different projects that are going to help the environment um, and the world. So the whole point is to save our earth um, from the destruction that we have caused. Um, it is amazing, the people on this council. So when I started doing uh, the court circular readings, you will have noticed that William has been having several meetings with some really, like, not bizarre, but, like, kind of, it's seemingly unrelated people, like Yao Ming, the basketball star, David Attenborough, um, and a Japanese astronaut, um, and some that I probably didn't see on the court circular, and maybe were not recorded for other reasons. But some of the, so David Attenborough, Yao Ming, the Japanese astronaut, are all part of this council, which are going to be picking these winners. Um, Shakira is another one. Uh, Charlize Theron, or no, I'm sorry, it's Kate Blanchett. I always get them confused. I'm so sorry. Um, Queen Rania of Jordan. I can't remember if I already said that one. Um, the former CEO of PepsiCo. Various um, sustainable development goal agenda 2030 advocates. I mean, an immense amount of people are supporting and are on the council for this project who have unbelievable resumes, unbelievable poll in the communities that they serve um, to really get stuff done. Um, I am very excited to see what this project looks like. And of course, it was a huge launch. Um, it was fantastic. Like, I've, I've known this was coming all week. Cannot believe how well it went off. It went off so well. It was amazing. Um, so that's like the big news of the day, of course. Um, and so now we're going to pull up the court circular. Sometimes I wonder if I should pull this up ahead of time, but then I realize it's more fun if I don't for me. Um, not for you, but like, it's fun for me to see if I can carry on conversation while also pulling up my phone. Sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. Um, so... <laughs> On the court circular today for October 8th. Duchess of Cornwall's event. Already knew that. 
that's it. So the Kensington Palace launch is not on here because it's been kind of something that's been going on for days and you'll notice like sometimes that'll happen. Um, but that, that, I mean, that's really, of course, that's where the focus was today. So it's a big deal. It's getting worldwide support. Um, I know that Kensington Royals Twitter account have retweeted a couple of, um, influential American politicians, um, or former politicians, I guess, at this point, um, who have supported the prize. Boris Johnson was in support of the Earthshot. Um, lots of people are really supportive. Uh, it's fantastic. So that's what was going on in the UK. We are skipping Denmark because there was nothing happening and moving right on into the Netherlands. It was a, another day of a lot of events, but one where I don't have a lot of context. I tried. I ran out of time. Um, I'm a little bit earlier than I was last night doing this, but not by much. Um, so, uh, King Willem Alexander had two events all related to, like, culture and art today. So the first was the 80th anniversary of the Prince Bernard's Cultural Foundation. Um, that was like a celebration. Um, so Prince Bernard is Willem Alexander's grandfather. He was married to King Juliana, who is Willem Alexander's grandmother, um, and started this foundation. So the, that was celebrated today. Um, and then he also delivered the Royal Prize for painting, where he showed off his new face mask. Um, I at least have not seen him wear this face mask, but it is a blue mask with the orange crown on it, which is like his symbol. Um, it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I want a personalized mask and I want every monarch to wear a mask with their crown embroidered on it. Thank you. None, no more of them will, but the, I, I want it. I want it very badly now. Um, you know, if we ever get to see Queen Elizabeth in public again, that'd be great if she could have one. Um, the weird things I wish this year, 2020, the year I wish for crowns on face masks. What a thing. All right. Um, the next thing, God, the next thing is Queen Maxima took part of a virtual opening for a new branch of PoDrive Technologies. Unfortunately, I did not research what that is. Sorry. Um, I do know that it is a Dutch company that has opened its new location in Massachusetts, United States today. Um, so even if, you know, it wasn't COVID, she would probably still open this virtually, but definitely with COVID times. Um, and then later on, she had a video call with the 
Secretary General for the United Nations to officially present the annual report of her activities as UN Secretary General's Special Advocate for Inclusive Finance and Development. Okay. Her title is so long. Um, I have downloaded the report. Unfortunately, I have not read it yet. Um, I... We'll read it probably over the weekend, and if there's anything meaningfully meaningful to put out, I will let you know. I she did um, write like a little introduction um, that I'm gonna quickly pull up and skim just to see if there's anything super good in it. Um, of course, it's focused a lot on pandemic, so I'm just gonna read her like the top like kind of like it would be like an abstract where it's just like an overall summary of what her statement is um so the state of the world is very different than many of us might have imagined one year ago that's for sure uh few would have thought to brace themselves for the potential of a global covid19 pandemic now that the virus has spread fast and far we must bear and hopefully blunt an ensuing health and economic crisis of a magnitude unforeseen. Wow. That was an upper. Um, and then it goes on to talk about like what's in this report. And there's some really great pictures of her in this thing. Um, so I'll also read her very quickly her, um, her closing paragraph. Um, <laughs> You really are getting the first paragraph and the last paragraph. Everything else I haven't even read either. Um, so her last paragraph is finally, it is important that we recognize there is an opportunity to use the crisis as a catalyst to create positive change and build the better world we all desire. To achieve this world, it is critical that we work together to guarantee our efforts are focused on reconstructing societies that are more equitable and inclusive. Restoring the status quo will not suffice. Okay. Out of context, like I have not read this whole thing either. I was real upset with myself that I read that first paragraph. And now like reading this last paragraph actually brought a smile to my face. And that's probably the first time I've felt like a real smile in a while um, related to the world events um like that was great like you know there's there's hope in this I, and it's it's hard to see because it's so hard and it's been so long but like there are global communities working to build back better and I think maybe it's hard because I'm not in one of those um and I don't see that and so to know, like, the world, the United Nations, the other, like, global organizations are working together to make sure that we live in a better world after this. Like, it just is great. <laughs> it's great. And I needed that more than I can probably explain how much I needed that. Okay. Um... So that's what was going on in the Netherlands today. I actually am feeling really great. Um, 
But now we are going to move on into Norway. Today in Norway, um, the day started out pretty intensely. Um, there was an update on King Harald's health situation, um, and that is that King Harald has to have an operation to replace um, a valve um, in his heart. So the valves are responsible for pumping the blood into the heart. Um, they believe, the doctors believe that this is what is causing the trouble breathing that he's having. But let me back up a little bit. So before I was ever a royal watcher, before I even knew that the Norwegian royal family existed, in 2005, King Harald had um, an, oper an operation to put in the heart, the heart valve. Um, these things have a 10 to 15 year lifespan. Um, so it was always kind of expected that he would have to have another one of these, um, potentially. So, cause at 15 years ago, he would have been 68, 69, somewhere in there. I think he's 83 or 84 this year. So around uh around now of course it needs to be replaced um the statement put out by the palace is very reassuring um he was admitted into the hospital today we'll have surgery tomorrow um queen sonia has canceled her plans um she was going to travel um to a different part of the country on sunday i think with crown prince akun uh, Crown Prince Regent Akun, um, but has canceled her her part of that trip. Um, however, Crown Prince Regent Akun is going to continue to do that. So, um, the statement was really reassuring. King Harald is going to be awake during the procedure. There, it is a surgery, but like, it's in a it's a general anesthesia. Like he's going to be awake. Um, it's not super serious from the sounds of it. Now, King Harald is an elderly man. Um, I am fully confident that these doctors are, know what they're doing and he is receiving the best care that he can possibly get. Um, of course I believe that because he's the king. Um, but it is cause for like, okay. This is, this is just something to be aware of. Like, I firmly believe he's going to be fine. Um, but we're going to have a, a Crown Prince Regent Akun for a while. Um, so that 
is the health update there. So, of course, this means that Akun is continuing as Crown Prince Regent, um, I think right now, indefinitely. Um, presumably when King Harald has recovered completely, he will come back. Um, so in doing these roles, King, uh, Crown Prince, <laughs> Crown Prince Akun today held, um, a couple of audiences, a few. He met with the foreign minister, according to the Norwegian calendar, uh, the Norwegian royal family calendar, for that matter. Uh, Queen Sonia was in attendance for that, um, and then he also received an audience, uh, farewell audiences, uh, or nope, that's wrong. That's on tomorrow's agenda. Um, he received new ambassadors to Norway from Estonia and Spain. Um, so he received their credentials today. Um, tomorrow he has several events on the calendar as well. Um, and then the event on Sunday in Schwantheim. So... Lots going on. It all seems really okay, though. So that's the update on Norway. Um, and now we are going to move on into Spain. Today, in Spain, the event on the calendar was that uh, Queen Letizia attended the board meeting uh, for the students' residence annual meeting. That was really repetitive. I apologize. Um, I didn't write that out very well. Um, but this is an annual event for King Felipe or Queen Letizia, sometimes both. Um, and it's focused on the events of 2019-2020 school year, um, which, of course, <coughs> was overtaken by COVID, um, as well as potential projects for the 2020-2021 academic year. Um, so I tried to do some research. I did. In fact, I can probably still pull up the English translation of what student's residence is, but I'm not going to, um, because <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, usually I do, and I really want to learn more and share more. Um, but I mentioned yesterday, like, I'm just really getting, fr not frustrated, but like, the Spanish royal family are, is losing their luster to me and I'll get over it. Um, and like, I've certainly been through this with other royal families throughout the year. I haven't been vocal about it, um, other than one time, but like, I just, I don't want to do the research. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I know to that, like, there's only so much time in my day and there are some other things that are a little more important. Um, I will say, like, 
it looked like a great event event they finally put out some videos some pictures their social media capturing is getting a little bit better for events that Letizia is doing solo um that had kind of stopped for a few weeks I don't know what was going on um but like it seems like maybe this Casa Real is like getting back getting their stuff back together I don't know you guys I don't know what's going on over there it's like a PR nightmare in Spain um and usually that stuff doesn't affect me but like even it's starting to affect me clearly um so well you know that's what was going on I don't know much more because I ran out of time and looking and I just clearly I could pull it up right now I'm just not going to um you know sometimes that's the real that's the real stuff happening um so that's what was going on in Spain um also there's gonna be drama tomorrow so like we'll deal with some drama tomorrow which will be exciting and also I'm dreading it um cool so that's what was going on in Spain let's go on to Sweden Today, uh, there were a few events. Again, this is kind of one of those situations. I ran out of time and, you know, I really ran out of time at about Norway. I've tried to research more about Sweden and Spain today and it just didn't happen. Um, so on the calendar was that King Carl Gustav, Queen Sylvia, Crown Princess Victoria, and Prince Daniel met with representatives for, from the Crime Prevention Council. Um... There was no reporting of this thing actually happening. It didn't come through on the calendar, but it was on there. So I don't know if it got canceled or what. Um, because also today, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia were scheduled to be part of the Global Child Forum Digital Action Lab, which is a um, digital... Global Child Forum is a project of the entire Swedish royal family. Um, and so... King Carl Gustav participated, but Queen Sylvia did not. So I don't, I don't know what was going on. Um, and then the one thing that went to plan completely is that Crown Princess Victoria attended a sculpture inauguration at Astrid Lind Lindgren's Children's Hospital. Um, Astrid Lindgren is the author of the book and creator of the character Pippi Longstocking. Um, you know, I'm Pippi Longstocking, but um, so she's, like, a big part of Swedish culture. She was Swedish. Pippi Longstocking was Swedish. Like, it's a big deal. Um, and Victoria unveiled this sculpture of Astrid Lindgren at the Children's Hospital named for her. Um, and I wasn't gonna mention these because they're fantastic, but, like, not something I would normally mention, but because I didn't do a lot of research... I also am aware of the time, so I'm going to be very brief on this, but, like, her earrings were Pippi Longstocking earrings. They were earrings of the character Pippi Longstocking with her braids sticking straight out of the side of her head. It was great. And that's what we're going to end the podcast on. Um, 
there's a lot of social media you can check out this podcast on. We'll go over it all tomorrow. Please come back. Um, I'm tired. I'm done. I've had a long day. So is the rest of the world. Like, it's hard. Um, So I will talk to you all tomorrow. But until then, have a great day. Bye.